0: Welcome, Gasses, to the Scout Report episode of Gascast. I'm Tom Metcalf and today I'm joined by Sam from Argyle Life. Welcome, Sam.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me. Ah,
0: oh, thank you for coming on. Uh, first off, uh, massive congratulations on promotion. Um, I'm obviously a huge fan of going down to Argyle. It's one of my favourite uh, favourite away days. Um, you'll be very glad to know that James Clark and Gavin Riley have both left the club, though.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, not, not the best memories in the world, but, but what what can we say? Um, you know, it, it, maybe it did us good going down the way we did, getting back up and rebuilding.
0: Yeah, much like much like Rovers when we went down to the the conference. But I mean you gotta be pretty buzzing Indeed. promotion and then Exeter lost in the playoffs as well.
1: Yeah, that was very amusing last night. Um quite entertaining, sort of an irony about it, they went on all season about the four nil game in October where they beat us four nil, uh wouldn't shut up about it all season. And then they went and lost four in the playoff final, three playoff defeats out of four seasons at Wembley. And the one that they didn't, they didn't even make the playoffs for the last day of the season. So it's uh, enjoying to see them get so near and then bottle it every season.
0: <laughs> but, you know, no no Devon Derby in, in League One next season, which is a bit of a shame.
1: No, no, no Devon Derby, but I, I get a little bit fed up The them. Anyway, if I'm being totally honest, I get fed up of all the, uh, you know, Stone Island, where as you turn up once a season for that game and never turn up again, uh, can't you know? Can't go to the pub without being shepherded in and out of the right pub by the police. So, I think you can have too much of a good thing with Devon Derby's. I'm probably happy to have a year off.
0: Yeah, fair content.
1: enough. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, there's a lot of other local enough games. Obviously, you've got uh, you guys you've got obviously Rovers, Ro- you have got uh, Pompey, which may not feel very local, but for Argyle, when we know we're nowhere near anywhere, that is quite local by our standards. Um, who else? Twins have obviously you come up yeah. with us. So yeah, a few in the general
0: sort of West Country and south southwest vicinity. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm looking happy enough. To, yeah, looking forward to all of them. Um, we're here to talk about 21 year old midfielder or defender. We're not sure. Uh, Josh Grant, who spent the last season on loan at Argyle. Um, Sam, what what kind of player is he? Did he start at centre back at Argyle, didn't he? When he came first. Yeah. To-
1: well, he did. I'm, I'm hopefully, I'll be able to give a bit of a firmer insight here. Uh, definitely Mathilde rather than defender, I think. Really, as a defender, certainly in League Two, uh, wasn't really cutting the mustard when he first came in. He uh, very much was the fifth choice out of the five centre, actually had in the back three. We could tell, I'm being a little harsh, we could tell from the early stage he had quality. He could play the ball out from the back. Uh, he, he was very composed on the ball. You see a lot of lower league defenders and they get the ball first in their first instinct. Just look up down the line. Is there anybody there? Who's it. Is If there's nobody there, who's it anyway? And he, he's just not that type of player at all. He, he, he was very composed. He looked for the right pass. Where he w- was a real weak spot in, in, in defence particularly... Uh, was his aerial ability. He's, he's not the tallest. I think he's probably he about 5'9", five, 5'10", five, maybe. Uh, I don't know exactly, but he's, he's not the tallest for a defender. Uh, maybe a little bit taller than that, but, you know, as, as centre-backs go, not very tall. He was particularly strong in the air. He didn't He didn't contest the challenges all too well. He would, he would often miss headers and lose headers, I think. Um, of the five centre-backs he had, he was, he was the worst in the air, statistically, in terms of aerial duels. Um, stats don't tell you everything, but it did kind of back up what a lot of us were thinking anyway. Um he got dropped out of the team. He came back in because one of the rather centre backs got suspended for so the game I mentioned earlier. Actually, the four 0 defeat at Exeter, and he genuinely, and I'm not just saying this to, to wind up Rovers fans. <laughs> listen, he genuinely probably could have done better for all four goals. It's certainly, certainly at least three, and made one of it harsh. But he he was he was you know at least in part for all four goals, and yeah, and it got to that point where. Uh, a lot of fans certainly never wanted to see him play again, wanted to put him on the first train back to London to go back to Chelsea. But um, I think about three, two or three weeks after that, he came in in central midfield. And we are thinking, oh, a, you know, a bit different, see how he does. And it was a cup game away at Bolton uh, in the first round of the FA Cup. We only won 1-0, but on the balance of playing, the chances created should have been a lot more than that. He put in a very good display. I would say man of the match that day. Uh, we then went and won one nil at Forest Green in the league the week after, and I think he was arguably man of the match that day as well. He went on. He, did, he then went on a very good uh, prolonged run in the team in in DM. Uh, he's got all the qualities that, that a DM needs, I think, in in League Two and certainly in League One as well. Uh, he got the passing that I mentioned that was most beneficial at centre back. He has that knack of reading the game before it happens in in the way that all the best DMs do, in the way that the the kind of really intelligent DMs like Makalele and and people like that have done in the past, he has that knack of being able to just kind of float in and and pick up a ball before it gets there rather than actually having to go in for a crunching tackle. I think it was um, Xabi Alonso who said that a tackle is something you do once you've already made the mistake. And I think Josh Grant is somebody who didn't have to tackle a lot in in midfield because he was very good at it. The only reason he, he kind of lost his place is because he... His initial six-month loan expired in January, Um, and I think Ryan Lowe offered him a a permanent contract with ourselves. He decided not to opt for that, I think probably because he didn't really want to commit to to living in Plymouth. He he was away from us, I think, a game or two, but then when he did come back, it was on another loan until the end of the season. Uh, And by that point, we signed... um, Player on loan from another Bristol club, Tariq Bakinson, who he was actually doing very well. Yes. <laughs> but to be fair, he he came in and he was doing very well in that role. Not so you know, not so much that Grant did anything wrong, but he, you know he, he had to, he had to wait for his place to come back. And then when he did get his place back, he got injured and he was injured right up to and he he was about a game or two away from coming back when obviously the season got suspended. So we didn't really see that much of him after Christmas. But certainly in that two two and a half months he was playing in DM. Coincided with some of our best former of this season as well, so I think if you play him in that role, he's got the potential to be a very good player for you in League One.
0: Yeah, he sounds like he's coming in at, at midfield. I mean, the the cover that he can at, at right back and well, not very good at centre back is a bit of a bonus considering you know squads might be a bit smaller this season. Um, you've mentioned his reading of the game and his um, composure on the ball, though the, the the kind of main strengths he has.
1: Um, yeah, he's, he's he's quite, he's quite quick. Certainly for a centre-back, he's quick as well. Um, what else do you do is, he so, yeah, so did his passing, his, his reading of the game. Uh, he's got a lot of range. I think the main weak areas are kind of strength and aerial ability of which those two obviously tie to each other because the lack of strength means you don't win too many headers. So I think those are the main weak areas. Um, he has a little bit of the odd, um, Brain fart moment, like you know, but that's that's that's, a, that's young centre backs, in that it? yeah, it's you know, how, how many times that a young centre back ever come through and and anything oh, off there now, but but certainly by and large, he, he 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 was definitely one of our better players for that two or three months, and I think if he had re- regained that place, and I think certainly if the if the spell out had never happened when Baconson signed, I think if he'd have played consistently and the season had run its course until May. I think he might even have been in the player of season contention. I think the only reason he wasn't is because he played only 22 games and a few of them were subs. So you can't really give a player of player the season on that. But if not for that, I think he would have probably been up there.
0: So he's played for England at under-20s level uh, in the Toulon tournament. Um, can you see that kind of Premier League um, academy kind of quality coming through when he played for Argyle?
1: Uh, yeah, I think you definitely could, without a doubt. Going back to what I said before about how he he's often, in terms of his intelligence, in just one or two seconds uh, ahead of the game, if you like. I think with that, you can definitely see the Premier League quality shining through. I think when he first signed, there were, there were some mixed views on him because, on one hand, he comes from Chelsea; on the other hand, he'd just been part of a youthful team that went down the season before, um, coming bottom of the League Two. So you kind of yeah, you know to see how it does, and then but then again, they, certainly when he was moved in central midfield, you could see that real quality uh, beginning to shine through, without a doubt.
0: Yeah, and he's he's turned down the offer of a a contract at our Is that sounds like he's a bit of a go, really?
1: Yeah, it it, it it's a shame. I mean, and as I say, when he, he he did have that injury, um, I say in in, in the last few weeks before lockdown, so he, he's not in the sense that he's indispensable. We we certainly were managing to win games without him, but I think we we're definitely a better team uh, with him in. I think out of all the players who have had that who have had that DM role this season, I think he is probably the best of the. Of the of the of the or four, we had some good players. And now the Baconson came in from Bristol City, and he he, he did well. Um, you got Joe Edwards, obviously football league stalwart, been just pretty much everywhere, hasn't he? And, yeah, um, I didn't
0: realise he was still going.
1: Yeah, and he's not he's not even that old. He's only he's only about thirty or thirty one. He's one of those who's been around forever, but he started he started quite young. So he's actually not that not that old at all. Uh, and then you've got um, oh, crazy Jose Baxter as well. We had we had him for the first part of the season. Yeah, went off to went off to Memphis in America, but um, but so, so we, we had some good players in that role. But I think of all that, Grant was probably the best of the probably the best of the four. So it will be a shame to lose him. I think he probably wanted maybe somewhere a bit more a bit more commuting distance to to London. It was sort of uh, reported or at least hinted at in the local media that the reason he did turn down the, the January deal was because he didn't want to effectively root himself in Plymouth uh, in, over a longer term period which I can understand you know everyone's got their own their own motivations family friends etc so I can't really really begrudge him that so I think Bristol you know it's two hours less commute to London isn't it Uh, maybe a bit more of a you know upmarket hipster sort of place for a young footballer to be rather than Plymouth isn't it not that that's (laughs) particularly hard to be more upmarket (laughs) and hipster than Plymouth but there we have it (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah absolutely I
1: I always enjoy a trip to Rovers I enjoy Gloucester Road before the game so I'm looking forward to that bit again next season
0: yeah, I always enjoy the Manamide Spoons. Um, I never make it to anywhere classy. Uh, when I come down, it's always a Spoons.
1: It's That's just where easy. I go, to Spoons. You ah. probably walk past me. You probably have walked past me on, on more than one occasion.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> well next <laughs> time I see you in there, I'll buy uh, <laughs> yeah. you a pint. I'm
1: sure you will. That'll be good. <laughs> thank you very much.
0: All right. Well, um, yeah, thank you very much for that. Um, and thank you for listening, So uh, Hopefully that gives you a, a bit of an idea about uh, Josh Grant and just leaves me to say up the gas.